People of the world, it's the Brothers Talk family with your hosts, Rod, Scott, and Norm. Join us each Friday wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or on our website to hear us three black, unfiltered African-American men with no strings attached, giving voice to the most feared, most misunderstood, and most rarely heard from segment of the population on topics of interest to us for education, enlightenment, and entertainment. You can reach us with your comments, questions, and suggestions at The Brothers Talk on Twitter, The Brothers Talk on Instagram, and the Facebook group of the same name. And also follow us on Facebook. And if you want to share in more detail, hit us up at the email address, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Stay tuned for our soon-to-launch YouTube channel, and now on with this week's show. Hey, Brothers Talk family, and we're glad to be joining you again in the car, the gym, the den, the kitchen, barber, or beauty shop in the backyard, on the corner, or wherever you hold your relevant conversations to spur critical thinking and activism to support the Black community. And as always, we welcome our first-time listeners, and we're glad you're joining us in the Worldwide family. Our thanks to all of you for helping us to spread the word about how we lift up the critical thought process with enlightened conversations and how we promote new and existing Black business opportunities to empower and enrich our community. Here's your weekly coronavirus reminder to get vaccinated if you haven't already and to stay vigilant, avoiding both people and situations where you might be exposed. 92.7 million cases nationwide and 1,030,000 plus deaths is just showing us that COVID is not taking a back seat to anything, but it is getting the back seat to everything else in the news. But we refuse to take our eyes off the ball because we won't ignore the rogue elephant in the country that is COVID-19 because it's still infecting and still killing people. People, family, please don't get complacent and let your guard down because it really isn't over yet. And now to my brother in the struggle for critical thinking, Scott. Yeah, right. Uh, uh, that whole thing with about COVID, you know, I, I think they were saying something like 1,200 to 1,500 people are still dying a day from COVID. So that in itself let you know that this thing is still deadly. We're not out of the woods. Uh, for the life of me, and I don't understand why CDC dropped all of the uh, uh, the rails in terms of social distancing, you know, when, where you can wear the mask. And then at the same time, on another freaking channel, you can turn around and somebody from CDC is talking about uh, the need to wear a mask. So it's really, really confusing. I think that people need to need to take heed and and they actually need to be responsible for themselves and their families and when when it comes to this COVID thing. And as usual, go out there and, and um, support black businesses. I had a conversation with some people the other day and they were talking about how they try to put, uh, support black businesses, but they're always disappointed and, and they're frustrated because the black businesses owners don't want to hear nothing about what the issues they are having. And so it's like, they're shooting themselves in the foot. But all of us don't feel that way. We're going to stay with it. So go out there and, play, uh, and support black businesses and keep yourself safe. Right. So, Scott, like uh, Norm's out of the mix this week. So it's just you and me. And so we got a number of things we want to talk about. One of the things that has been bothering me, and we started to talk about a little bit last week, but there is a tendency when it comes to our European counterparts to like to come up with these rankings always looking for the goat greatest of all time in anything whether it's sports whether it's cooking whether it's 
music, whether it's songs, movies, whatever they are. And I frankly have just gotten tired of it because at first, you know, I used to get a little bit caught up into it because I always disagreed with a lot of these picks, especially when you have Europeans making up lists about things that are distinctly black people stuff. But I realized that that's what they were doing in the first place, just trying to get people riled up and have basically clickbait and conversation. But what really makes me start to swell up that whole process is because it really started to affect how I started to view some of the categories and people in those categories. Like, for instance, when they talk about like Jordan versus LeBron or Jordan versus Kareem. And I thought to myself, well, why do I have to really get involved in comparing them to try to say that one is greater than the other? And I'd been guilty, but I thought about it from the standpoint of saying, well, if I enjoy watching Kareem, if I enjoy watching Jordan, I wasn't a big Jordan fan, but I enjoyed watching him. If I enjoy watching LeBron, if I enjoy watching Steph Curry or whoever it is, KD, why can't I just enjoy them for who they are without making these comparisons? And so that was just kind of ticking me off. And so I decided... I'm not going to participate in that kind of nonsense anymore because I'd rather just be able to enjoy the talent that I'm seeing. Exactly. You know, uh, one of the things that bothered me about that, now, now, now all of these lists, and uh, in, in probably 99% of the time, the people who are making the list, whether it's music, they're not musicians, whether it's basketball player, they're not, they didn't play basketball, they didn't play any sports, it's always some person who is outside on the fringes and, and, and who's probably just um, enamored by whoever that person is, whether it's a, whether it's a, a musician or athlete. And usually it looks like there's a hidden message in there. It looks like you got these people who wait, who, who appointed you, who anointed you, the person who did it to determine that, Oh yeah. Uh, this guy here is the greatest bass, uh, bass player ever. He just happened to be a white boy, and I just happened to be a white boy, and and it, it just nonstop within every category. That's the thing that bo that bothers me more than anything because I don't really pay attention to those lists because it's like who appointed you, but y'all you don't you didn't even participate in the area where you're making these lists. Uh, to, to rank the top 10 or, or the number one or whomever. And you know, you make a great point because if you read some of the articles, you'll see the bias that they have because they'll say things like, well, I met this guy one time and he was really nice guy and I really, he we really vibed together. And it's like, well, okay, well, right away, you, you're not looking at it from the standpoint of purely objectivity as to whether or not he could actually do certain things musically or athletically or anything else. You're just going off the fact that you like the person. So you decide to make up this, that. And as you said, these folks oftentimes have no other connection than being a fan of whatever sport and some kind of writer of some sort. And that just brings me around to, especially in football, they like to come out and talk about Tom Brady, Tom Brady, the goat. And you can't have really a goat in a team sport like football because Tom Brady's not responsible for anything other than the quarterback spot. You know, he's not the blocker. He's not the running back. You know, he does have something to do as far as getting the ball to the receivers. But then there's a whole other side of the ball that he has nothing to do with. 
And that's not excusing the fact that when we go back and look at all of his championships, we could figure out that, you know, at least three of them were under the cloud of the cheating scandal, which they never talk about when they talk about the GOAT. Another one had to do with deflate gate. And then two others had to, or actually three others that had to do with just stupid bonehead coaching on behalf of Seattle, uh, the St. Louis Rams, and then the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, no, no question. Uh, first of all, I just, I just want to say this, there's a bias when they start talking about, especially a, a, a sports like football, a sport like football, where they just anointed Tom Brady, you know, the greatest that ever uh, grace a pair of cleats. But they're just totally dismissing the defensive side of the ball. You know, we've had some real dominant defensive players like Lawrence Taylor or Reggie White. You know, you, you've had guys like that who can really change the, the the momentum and the outcome of a game, but yet they're not mentioned in that uh, greatest ever as the GOAT. As a matter of fact, I don't even know of any defensive player that in football that they tried to say was a GOAT. It was the goat, and it's the same thing in basketball. You know, it's 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 all about the offensive part of it, not you know guys who were, you know, dominating the board and dominating the paint and blocking shots and all that kind of stuff. They don't get any consideration other than uh, Wilt and 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 Kareem, but it's for their offensive prowess. Uh, when they talk about Wilt Chamberlain, they talk about you know he scored a hundred points, he averaged fifty points. And and I forget how many rebounds, something like thirty rebounds, and 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 so many assists a game. Uh, but nobody talked about hey how he dominated with his defense in terms of people trying to come to the go to the hoop. Yeah, and I'm glad you made that point about the defense because think about this: two of the Super Bowls that Tom Brady lost were to the New York Football Giants with <laughs> Eli Manning at quarterback, and it was because. The giant defense was dominant, and they basically came out there and shut Brady down and allowed a weak arm Eli Manning, who, if he gets into the Hall of Fame, that's a whole nother story, but it looks like he probably will just because he's in New York, and they'll find a way to say because Peyton Manning is in there, who just a, a real bad look to keep trying to say that these guys are bigger than the game itself. I, I, mean, I mean, it is, and um, you can't even – look at football and Tom Brady name doesn't come up and he's not even playing in the game uh, has nothing to do with the game or the outcome of the game, but guys start talking about Tom Brady. And I just don't, I don't understand that fascination. I don't understand. And this guy was been, he's been, he was propped up. I mean, yeah, we got to give him credit for winning the, whatever six, six Super Bowls or whatever. But look how he was propped up. They don't ever talk about, well, you know, Tom Brady, he's great enough. And, and he and he played with these Hall of Famers. He was throwing the ball to these guys that they try to minimize. Oh, this guy is nobody. Yeah, but then when you start looking at the stats of these guys that he was throwing the ball to, come to find out, you know, he one of the top receivers, been one of the top receivers since he'd been, been with New England. Uh, but yet, Tom Brady, and I guess because he he has won six Super Bowls, 
that they feel like, you know what? No one can challenge us about Tom Brady because all, all they're going to say is, hey, you want six Super Bowls, six Super Bowls. Well, what about the other guys? Like you said, bro, what, it, 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 it's a team sport. And, you know, and it might be seven Super Bowls, but at the end of the day, oh. the whole point of it is that I think one of the things that we see is that white guys in particular, they like to find themselves – a hero that they can hold up because I guess they see themselves being overtaken in so many sports. And they know fully well Tom Brady's not ever been the best athlete on the field. And depending on who was around him, like we, you and I have said a number of times, if they had ever stopped that New England line from holding and chop blocking and everything else, that whenever they couldn't get away with that stuff, he didn't win anything. But right. she, you got a lot of complicity in there. You know, even a lot of times it even looked like the officials were in on it. But it's just even amazing how they will talk about him and just completely ignore the cheating scandal. Because right. I can't get over the number of times that if Michael Vick's face shows up on anything, it's not two seconds in before somebody brings up the dog fighting scandal. And it's like, okay, well, let me see if I got this right. Michael Vick was involved in owning that property and he actually ended up doing some jail time for it, but none of that impacted what he was doing on the football field. Whereas at the very core of sports, it's supposed to be fair and honest competition. And Bill Belichick and Tom Brady violated that to the highest degree. They absolutely cheated and if it wasn't for them trying to get over on one of their former assistants when he was coaching the New York Jets, uh, Eric Mangini, maybe the league might not have ever found out about it. But they did. They levied the highest fine in the history of professional sports at the time against that same guy, Bob Kraft, who was also indicted in that sex trafficking thing. But, of course, his money bailed them out because they said, well, you know, the footage was a, the video was obtained illegally. But at the end of the day, that's who is a, you're trying to put up as America's standard of greatness. And, and, and that's it. It's always we're just going to ignore all of this negative crap that these people have done. We're just going to ignore Bob Kraft getting caught buying sex. I, I was going to I was going to say another word, but you know, you know, so you know, he's buying sex, and yet he's going into the Hall of Fame. And other people, players, black players, uh, in, in in every sport, one of the things they talk about is, you know, you know, character, uh, you know, what he meant to his community, to what he meant to the team and that whole thing. But yet, that's their reason for keeping them out of the Hall of Fame. But people like Bob Kraft, they don't even, they don't even mention, they don't even talk about it. But you know, one of the things that uh, bothers me, and it, and it happens all the time, uh, every year when it, when we start talking about, they start. This is also about lists. They start uh, with the pre-draft draft when it comes to football and basketball, and and especially in football, how they're just trying to put a white boy who can, if he can just walk a straight line. He should be the number one overall pick, regardless of the fact that, you know, you got a brother like what happened with Lamar Jackson. You know, he won it one year, had better better numbers the following year, 
and they're going to give it to Baker Mayfield of all people, knowing that Lamar should have should have gotten that back to back. So you see that all the time where there seem to be, I don't want to call it a cover up, but there is selective memory when they start talking about, uh, you know, who did something uh, that was had, had a, was looked at, shone upon in society. They reach for that every single time, like you said with Michael Vick. They won't let that go. You know, he did his time. You know, it, even though it was unjust, he did his time, but they won't let it go. I mean, anytime you flash Mike Vick, Michael Vick put a picture up on TV or anywhere, it's like, well, you know, he, got, he, he was convicted of dog fighting, killing dogs. And it was like, like you said, he wasn't even there when all of that was taking place. But yet, uh, he, he's a black guy. And we don't have the, I don't want to say we don't have the political fortune. We do. We're just not organized. We're just not supportive of each other. Uh, I didn't see doing the Makovic thing. I don't know whether there was an uproar about that or not. I, don't know, I can't recall. But, you know, people should have been out there just like they are out there now about Donald Trump. But Michael Vick, what was the uproar uh, from the black people, from black people, or from the Democrats or whomever supporting him? What, what were the uproar uh, with the injustices for him, for a guy like him? Well, I want to go back to what you said about Bob Kraft because now you got the situation with Deshaun Watson that's sitting there where Deshaun Watson has been accused by these 23 or 24 um, massage therapists of unwanted sexual contact of some sort. You know, they wasn't indicted for any crime by two grand juries in Houston. And there is no criminal charges that are pending against him. And not only that, but you don't have any, thing other than a money grab because it's all civil suits but we had there was videotape that was actually taken of bob craft and so you talk about the double standard that as we said not only did they not really come down on bob craft for what he did there because then the reason i make the the comparison is because they both involve sexual issues and one guy where there is no videotape and all you have is the word of a bunch of massage therapists that suspiciously only came out once he was trying to leave Houston versus how the Houston Texans gave J.J. Watt his unconditional release and they traded away DeAndre Hopkins. And so when Deshaun Watson started making noise about leaving, all of a sudden all this stuff drops. But the league's response now even is to want to go after him harder, even though they brought in a special judge to oversee the punishment who gave him six games. But now the league is being hypocritical and trying to push for even more. And so, as you said, it's just a bunch of hypocrisy that continues to go on. And we definitely got to get some of these brothers to step up and recognize that they owe, owe us as a people something better than just tap dancing and shuffling around. Exactly. And, and, and uh, to go back to that Deshaun Watson thing, you know, again, where is the support? in the outcry from saying, wait a minute, you had two, you 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 had two grand juries who said that was nothing there. There was private investigators, there were police, there were so many law enforcement people investigating Deshaun Watson, and they all came up and said, uh it, it hey, ain't there's nothing there. Now the NFL 
hires a woman to do that, a black woman to do that dirty work because they was, you know, she's black then. We can't say racism. And she couldn't really find any justification. So, oh, well, they, I got to come up with something because they hired me. So I'm going to give them six, six games. But at the same time, no, none of the women said that he raped them, that he forced himself on them, that he handled them in any kind of way, in a physical manner, or threatened them. None of that. It, it, it's just, uh, we. that's what we need some explaining. There needs to be some explaining going on, not no explaining, explaining. Just like they're saying about Donald Trump, uh, hey, we need more information. We need some, there needs to be some explanation behind this guy went through the ringers and there's nothing there. Y'all tried everything. So what's going on here? Hmm. You know, that's what, that's what, that's what we need to be doing. And where is that outcry? So there you have it. And in our Black Business Spotlight from Black Enterprise, meet Mandy Bowman, the founder and CEO of the official Black Wall Street app. In 2017, when she was 27, she quit her corporate job as a social media manager at Essence to start her own empire. Now, at just 32 years old, she's using her brand to give away 25000 in grants to Black entrepreneurs. That's $25,000. This August, during Black Business Month, official Black Wall Street, which describes itself as the premier app connecting consumers to Black-owned businesses, will celebrate trailblazing Black entrepreneurs. The third annual OBWS, Official Black Wall Street Black Entrepreneur of the Year Awards, presented by Clover, recognizes entrepreneurs who have undeniably impacted their community and industry. Award submissions are open now. Finalists will be handpicked by a panel of judges, with the winner ultimately decided by public fan voting from the OBWS community. The winner will be announced at the end of August. For more details, go to OBWS.com. That's Official Black Wall Street. That's a wrap for another program and God willing, and we'll keep our eye on the issues that impact our community on the path to a better future. Don't forget you can follow and communicate with us, sending your comments, questions, and show ideas to the Brothers Talk on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or email us, thebrotherstalk at gmail.com. Until the next episode, as always, we sincerely appreciate your time and interest and rest assured that we'll never take it or you for granted. And remember, let's do better today because that's all we really have.